Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking and ICBA Securities. My name is Byron Earnhardt, and I'm the Programming Director at Barrett. It is our mission here to serve the community banking industry with information that is informative, relevant, and hopefully we'll have a little fun along the way. So, from Memphis, Tennessee, home of banking, blues, and barbecue, welcome to our little corner of the community banking world. And we hope that we can make your bank, your staff, or maybe just even your day a better one. Welcome back to the Superhero Community Banking Series. It's been a minute since we last dove into Sun Tzu and the art of war and how it applies to community banking. First, I wanted to thank you all that have reached out to me on LinkedIn and told me how much you've enjoyed the series. I've had a lot of fun with it. I'm hoping to expand on it uh, some more in the future and do more with it. There's really just so much more cool stuff in the book that we can all learn and apply, and particularly in this new environment that we find ourselves. You know, if 2020 had a silver lining, it's that the banks were forced to adapt and change, and that's really a good thing. Bankers had to seriously consider the innovations that, you know, maybe we had pushed to the back burner in 2019 or as we came into 2020, but we had to grow up, so to speak, pretty fast. Yeah, undoubtedly, there are and there will continue to be some growing pains, but you know, that's okay too. And part of growing is learning and keeping our sword sharp. Uh, Quickly, I wanted to tell you about a program that we're doing at Barrett called Understanding Bank Profitability. Trish Springfield and I will be teaming up to talk about what we call the language of banking and understanding and using this language to improve your bank's profitability. It gets into culture, innovation, onboarding, and all those things that are so important to building your and growing your bank's income. The link to register is going to be in the show notes and on the show, show page, but you know it'll be worth it alone just to see me come uh, mess up PowerPoint, so go ahead and register. But, you know, picking up where we left off with the art of war, we're in chapter nine. And chapter nine, and really the rest of the book, provides some tactical advice about warfare, and they're all kind of grouped together within each chapter around certain themes. Now, while tactical advice about camping in marshlands doesn't really apply to banking, the themes do have some significant kernels of truth that we need to explore in our study of strategy and in the pursuit of being superhero community bankers. But before we get started, it's important to go back and review one of the fundamental concepts we've discussed, and that's the five constant factors of strategy. And Sun Tzu lists five as, number one, the moral law, which we said is your bank's culture. Number two, heaven, which we said is the macroeconomic environment. Number three is what he calls earth, what we call the local market conditions. Number four is the commander, that's what we call leadership and management. And the fifth one is method and discipline, which we look at as the operational processes of the bank. But in today's section, we're really concentrating on heaven and earth, the macro environment, as well as the local market. But remember, that culture permeates all aspects of strategy and is what makes the whole thing function properly to position the bank for victory. Agility and nimbleness is the first key point that Sun Tzu discusses. As we know, things change all the time, right? We just lived through 2020. We get that. But the point here that I like to point out uh, to the superhero community banker is the responsiveness to the changing environment. Sun Tzu delivers several strategies that are particularly related to heaven and earth. For us, the lesson is constant attention to the macro and local environments in which we move and expand. 
For each scenario he presents, his advice is always centered around defense, negating the opponent's advantages and having an exit strategy. Now remember that our day-to-day strategy really revolves around defense, because defense wins championships, right? Being on the offensive all the time will stress your culture and stress your resources. Plus, it leaves you wide open to competition. Building moats of protection, so to speak, around your key markets, and again, markets can be geographic or not, is fundamental to your strategy. The other point that struck me was the exit strategy. Now, I'm not a big poker player, so I'm kind of hesitant to draw a poker analogy here, but I do know that you should always leave yourself an out or a means of escape when the strategy doesn't work. And when making a move, don't overcommit. Leave an out. Stay nimble enough to move and react, and if necessary, retreat. Now, what else I found interesting in this section is in line 12. Quote, if you are careful of your men and camp on hard ground, the enemy, the army will be free of disease of every kind, and this will spell victory. All right, what's the application here? Hard ground doesn't sound very comfortable. Well, it isn't compared to your bed at home, I hope, but as a Boy Scout, I can tell you, Hard ground is infinitely better than wet ground. (laughs) The application here speaks to culture and how you lead when you do go on the offensive. Again, overcommitting to a strategic maneuver that leaves your people on wet ground is going to cost you. Well, how do you tell if you're on wet or hard ground? Sun Tzu has some very practical leadership advice here on monitoring the culture and the temperature of the troops. Now, here are some selected quotes from lines 33 through 45. Quote, if there is disturbance in the camp, the general's authority is weak. Quote, if the officers are angry, it means that the men are weary. Quote, the sight of men whispering together in small knots or speaking in subdued tones points to disaffection amongst the Reich and file. It's pretty strong statements on leadership. You know, I think we've all heard about or maybe even experienced situations that sound kind of like that. The staff is tired and weary, grumbling about management. Middle management is disengaged. Any of that sound familiar? And how many times, if the situation is even addressed at all, does the fault there end up getting put back on the team? The problem's not an issue with the team. It's a problem of leadership. The team has given management all the signals that there is a problem with the culture. And when this is the case, defeat is almost guaranteed, if not outright, by little small doses or just stagnant growth. Now, as you move forward, checking the temperature of the team is crucial. Like in a military situation, the success of the campaign is not how well it was designed on the front end, but how it was executed by those in the field, and that speaks directly to leadership. Another area to pay attention to is what your competition is doing. I've had bankers tell me, well, I don't really pay attention to the other banks. I just offer my customers the best service I can. Well, okay, this commitment to service is admirable, and we should 100% strive for excellence in that regard. But how on God's green earth do you even know how your service stacks up to the competition? How do you know another banker is not in the ear of your best customer? Now, the idea that our best customers will never leave is dangerous. Yes, while they are likely to be sticky customers, don't ever underestimate their appeal to your competition. So how do you know what the competition is doing? Look around. Take a look at their UBPRs. The trends that are in their financial statements will tell you about management's priorities and their points of emphasis. 
UBPR is a free and public record. Take advantage of that. Look around to see how the other banks participate in the community, or if they even do. Objectively ask yourself if what they say and what they do line up. And let's also be realistic here. By and large, we've got a rough idea as to what the other banks are doing. We know if their people are upset. And if we don't, there's nothing wrong with a little competitive intelligence and research. Let's say, assume you're on a committee that does business um, at another bank, or you're on a civic organization or at the school board that has business at at another bank. And if you're a banker, you're probably the treasurer of that group, right? Just don't drop off the deposit in the drive-thru and go about your business. Go inside. Get the general feel of the branch. You don't have to wear your name tag. Just get a feel for the branch. You should be able to tell a, a ton about their culture within five minutes of walking in the door. Another idea that I just recently utilized was job postings on LinkedIn. Now, I'm not looking for another job. I love my job. I love doing this podcast, and I love what I do at Barrett. But I keep an eye on bank jobs within 100 miles or so of where I live. Why? To see where the banks are spending their money. For example, I saw recently that a headhunting firm was looking to hire an ag lender in a town where I've got a friend in banking. Initially, I was thinking that my friend had left, so I called them up and asked about it. No, they're staying, and their bank is not looking to hire another ag lender. Well, what does that say then, but that the competition is looking to spend a sizable chunk of money in bringing someone into the area to go after ag business? Now, given what my friend knows about the market, they they had a pretty solid guess as to which bank it was. That bank is active in the community, and if my friend were totally honest with themselves, and thankfully they are, then it's time to start building those moats around the ag portfolio and go after some new ag business to make that other bank's job just a little bit more difficult. Like Michael Corleone says, it's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. And finally, the last thought I'd like to share comes from line 41. Quote, he who exercises no forethought but makes light of his opponents is sure to be captured by them. If you'll remember from chapter one, the general that makes the most calculations before they launch off into a war is the one that is likely to succeed. The point here is that when you are planning, plan who you will move, plan how you will move when, not if, the situation changes. Things change. Situations change. That's why it's so important to think about your outs. And don't underestimate the competition. You know, My grandmother, and likely your grandmother, was right. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. The other banks may not look at, the, at strategy the same way we do. That's okay. Let them keep doing that. But don't assume they don't. If, you do, if they do apply strategic planning, you'll be ready. And if they don't, What have you lost? You've just covered yourself in the event something unexpected happens. You know, we're bankers. We manage risk for a living. Don't ignore that idea of risk management as you apply strategic thinking. So thanks for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn if you'd like to talk some more about this. I'm always up for a conversation about uh, strategy, uh, community banking, anything that you want to talk about. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. Let me know what you think. And we'll uh, see you next time here on Main Street Banking. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you for listening. 
If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss out on the latest episode. We'd also appreciate a five-star rating as well, as that will help get the content out to more listeners. We appreciate ICBA Securities for their sponsorship, and if you would like to know more about quality investment products, services, and education at competitive prices, check out their website at icbasecurities.com. And finally, if you don't follow Barrett on our social media platforms, be sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook to stay up to date with all the cool new things that we've got coming up. And as always, from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of banking, blues, and barbecue, thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you have a great day.